0: hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the resiliency and running podcast my name is liz and i will be your host if you are new to the podcast welcome i hope you stay and subscribe today i'm sharing an episode all about toxic friendships and i sat down with amelia from the say Law me podcast so i do hope you enjoy Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to have Amelia on the show today. She is the host of the Say La Me podcast. I actually met her super early on to when I was starting my podcast, and it's almost kind of felt like she's kind of held my hand and helped me kind of be introduced to a lot of the podcast community. So I'm actually really happy to have her on because I feel like she really helped me out
1: super early on. So do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Amelia Rose. And first of all, that was very sweet, Liz. But yeah, really excited to be on. Running. I'm the host of C'est La Me and kind of a background on why it's called C'est La Me. It's kind of a twist on the French phrase, C'est La Vie, mm. but so it's supposed to mean that's me instead of that's life because I wanted it to be representative of me. So, so yeah.
0: I love that. So yeah. So basically we came to this topic today because Amelia actually shared something a few weeks ago on her story. She was like answering an Instagram QA and it just really hit home for me. And I think just with I think this year, I've done an episode before around toxic friendships and setting boundaries and kind of learning about that. But I feel like as the years gone on, I've just really learned how important that is. And then I've always just kind of been someone that I think I started to realize that I was really reflecting on how how much effort I'll put into certain relationships. And then this year, I've just realized that some of those relationships, I'm not getting the same amount of effort back. And then when I saw you kind of post directly about like how, you know, relationships and friendships are a two way street. And you know, it's really not that hard to (laughs) shoot a text to someone and just check in on them. And so I just I really resonated with it. And I just had to I had to jump at the opportunity to make a whole nother episode about it.
1: Yeah, I definitely this is something that I dealt with as well, just putting in effort, especially when you first meet someone you're like yes I'm gonna like make a great impression like right off the bat whatever and sometimes you just don't realize that you've gone on for so long just being the only one making an effort and then you're like well dang I'm not getting anything out of this relationship like why am I trying so hard so yeah
0: yeah yeah no I totally get that and it's it can be really hard and I love that you kind of described it as a pet peeve because I can almost it seems like a pet peeve of mine too is what it's developing into as well and I I think I'm starting to realize and I'm trying to be better about catching that a lot earlier on because I feel like if I allow myself to really develop and get into a friendship I will really start to kind of put that person first and you kind of forget about your own personal needs. So that can always be kind of a not so great thing.
1: Yeah. And it's sad. You said like it's a pet peeve. It's sad because it's kind of gained that status because so many people are like that. They'll just take what they can and like not give much back and so it's kind of risen to like yeah that's something that annoys me about people it's sad that it's so common but it's definitely like really annoying and it is hard to detect because at first you're kind of like like the beginning stages of a friendship it's kind of awkward it's kind of like okay like you're just trying to figure each other out um at least in my experience and then I don't know I like to give the benefit of the doubt and it, that can like kind of string me along for just a little too long because <laughs> then I don't realize that I'm the one putting an effort and I'm like, they're busy, they're, I don't know, like, they don't know how to, like, approach, you know, and I'm kind of, like, inviting someone to lunch or whatever doesn't, take that much effort like
0: yeah yeah and I think I was we were kind of chatting about the idea that you know I I think over the years we both kind of realized that quality kind of is more important than quantity in friendships and Mm -hmm. I think when I was younger and especially in college I was always just like well I just want to have a lot of friends and I want to you know even in high school too I think it's just that whole idea of popularity and wanting to be liked by people and kind of just like also kind of tapping into being like a people pleaser and just wanting people to like you and yeah like you said, giving people the benefit of the doubt and kind of giving excuses and saying, well, no, I think, you know, they've just got a lot on their plate right now. And, you know, I shouldn't I shouldn't confront them about this. I shouldn't make a big deal of it. And I think that's when you start to put that person on a pedestal and you're not really looking at yourself and you're not looking at what your personal needs are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely really hard to like balance. Like, are you putting them on a pedestal or are you trying to like give them the benefit of the doubt? or like is this worth it or is it not because I try and balance you know giving second chances when maybe they don't deserve them or whatever with like having boundaries and having self-respect and stuff like that so I think like some unwarranted kindness is nice but at the same time it's like when when is the line between that and like being like a doormat or whatever being crossed and so that's something that I have had to kind of gauge and you know if I'm feeling just always you know like I don't want to sound like you know a soft story but you know put upon or just not really appreciated or whatever that is definitely something that I have to take note of and say okay I got to change this. This can't just stay the way it is.
0: Yeah. And I think your, your whole metaphor of like being walked on as a doormat kind of like for me that I get that feeling and it's like situations and people that kind of, after you see them and after you spend time with them, you feel like your energy is just being totally drained. And I think it's really hard for me sometimes to see that as a red flag. And so I think just with the experience, no matter what, it's just, you try so hard sometimes to make it work, but sometimes it's just better to either control Confront the situation or move on from it.
1: Yeah. And that's also something that I've had to learn. You know, there have been certain friends where I'm like, is it worth confronting them or is it just worth kind of, you know, slipping off the radar and seeing if they notice or just kind of, you know, backing off and, you know, gauging like, do they notice? Do they care? Do they, you know, miss our interactions? Or can I just like, you know, I don't want to ghost someone because I don't think that that's fair. But, you know, if they're, if it doesn't matter enough for them to put in effort, then maybe you shouldn't put in effort because it just kind of like wastes it. You know, because I've had friends where I've had problems with them and I've like, should I confront them? Because I want to keep this friendship. But at the same time, is it really friendship? Or is it just me, you know, wanting someone around, you know? So then that's kind of something on you where you're like, am I being you know, selfish or whatever by, you know, kicking up fuss and kind of, you know, saying you've been like this, this and this, and it's not fair. Or should I just kind of calmly move away and see what happens?
0: Yeah, no, I feel like you just hit on a lot of points that I really agree with and resonate with. And I think I've had kind of both situations and both experiences where I have tried to confront a friend in like the best way possible, but in the same, and almost like it kind of sucks because I'm kind of a person that like, I suck at communicating when people do things that bother me. And even if they're really small things, I kind of just let those build over time. And then when I'm actually confronting the person, I think sometimes it may come off as a little more harsh, but it's because I've kind of allowed these other things to happen. And I I mean, it, it is partially my fault and I totally like, that's something that I'm trying to work on. And I think it's so hard to, you know, be able to have the courage to just confront someone and say, hey, you said this or you did this and that really bothered me or that made me feel this way. And I know that that's a part of like healthy friendships and relationships, but I think it's just the whole confrontation aspect always like throws me off. And I was actually talking to a friend this past week about how she had a friend of like 10 years and she ended up, she like confronted her about, you know, maybe this friendship isn't right or, you know, either that, or we just have a lot of things that we should talk through. But this friend basically just said, you know, understandable and then blocked her on all. Oh no! Social media site, and I was like, "That is a friend of ten years. Like, I can't imagine like you know confronting a friend of like a year or two, or even just a few months." Yeah.
1: I mean, there are definitely people who think any sort of confrontation is like you're a psycho, and I'm like, no. Especially like it seems like with some people, the calmer you try and be, the more just detached and whatever you try and get, they're like offended by that. I I have no clue, but that's crazy. Like, I feel like if someone shows, hey, I want to work things out, like give them the benefit of the doubt and try and work it out with them and you know I've had things where we've decided you know I've been friends with people and we've decided okay there's some things we need to work on and you know whatever and we've attempted to work on it or you know said we were and maybe it doesn't work out again and then that's time where I'm kind of like I'm not confronting you again like I'm, I'm just gonna back out back away see if you notice see if it matters and if it doesn't we're all good and there are no hard feelings but yeah just blocking someone who like wants to work on being better friends with you like that's sad
0: (laughs) yeah I feel like it's almost kind of like it must just be a blow to their ego in some way that's just like oh this person's trying to set boundaries with me or they're trying to you know work through things in the friendship or the relationship or they're pointing out things that are wrong about me when I Mm -hmm. think it's for me, it's just like, I have I feel like I've, you know, had this total new perspective on friendships and relationships. And I think it's kind of sucky that like, I've realized this in a year, like 2020, where everything is virtual, and you can't really see people and we're totally detached from people. And so a lot of these confrontations, I think have been hard. And so like, I've had, you know, Mm -hmm. negative experiences where like, it's not been received well, but then I've also had experiences where I've had that communication, and it was kind of received badly at first, but then after something like a FaceTime and you're face-to-face and talking about it, it totally changes the narrative. And I think having that, like, you know, being able to see someone face-to-face, I think just, like, helps with, like, how your message gets communicated and just, you know, being able to see other people's expressions that they're, like, not evil and they're not trying to have out at you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think texting is great and, you know, social media messaging, whatever, that's great and it's nice that we have that. But at the same time, like, there's a lot of communication... Like humans are made to communicate face to face or at least, you know, screen to screen or however we can do it. We're supposed to be able to see each other. And it's really hard, you know, if someone says okay, you can imagine them saying like, okay, or okay. You know, there's so many things and like people like me who ever think and just I'm like worried about how did I come off and like I don't want to hurt your feelings, I don't want to offend you. I I want this to be taken the way I meant mean it to be taken. I can totally freak out and like read. Stuff that's not there into stuff. You know, did they use an exclamation point? Did they use a period? Did they use a question mark? Like, I don't know. So I feel like face to face working things out, whatever. And I know we've been using the word confrontation, and like, I don't mean it to be confrontational. It's like you just bring something to your friend, and say, "Hey, we need to work on this." I feel like face to face is completely more effective than texting, or you know, even well, even phone calling. You know, like calling someone on the phone. That's better than texting. But you know, if someone pauses, you don't know why they paused, you know, because you can't see them. And I feel like the more, I guess the less absent you are, the more it is to maybe not to work out, but at least for communication to be clear.
0: Yeah. And I think you were touching a bit earlier about like the idea of like, you know, there's confrontation and then there's ghosting and kind of like just detaching a bit and seeing if that friend notices. And I think it can be really sad in situations where they don't notice and they don't really say anything. And I think you were kind of hoping that they would, you know, be like, like, oh, like, is there something wrong? Are you okay? And I think sometimes I've had this experience happen, you know, where they do realize it, but it's not for like months after I make that decision in my own head. And maybe that's, you know, completely wrong. And I, I mean, I personally don't believe that ghosting is like the right thing in for friendships or relationships. Mm-hmm. But I think in some senses, you kind of do need to give yourself space from people that drain you and kind of just give yourself some time to kind of gather yourself again and see if this friendship yeah. is actually something that you're still wanting to, pursue.
1: Yeah. And there's a difference between ghosting and backing off, you know, maybe, you know, if someone texts you and you're trying to, you know, set some boundaries or maybe take a little bit of a break or whatever, maybe not replying in as much detail as you normally do or whatever, or I don't know, just, but I mean, there's that that de- there's a difference between that and like, you know, blocking them on every social platform. Like, and I, I've done this with friends and I get that life gets busy, but that kind of brings us back to the original point of like sending a text, checking on, up on someone isn't as hard as people make it seem when they want to make themselves feel better that no one's texted them, you know? Because, you know, I've had relationships where I'm like, if you would text me, I'll just tell you what's going on. And I don't want to be petty. You know, I know a lot of people play games and whatever, um, and I don't do that. But I'm like, seriously, I want you to show some effort and, you know, this might sound mean, but it's like, you don't get to know what's going on unless you make the effort to want to know what's going on. You know, I'm not going to just freely give you, here are all my feelings about what our relationship has been, like just tied up in a pretty bow. Like you have to actually tell me, you know, hey, I want to know how re- have you been? Like, why aren't we talking as much as we've been talking? So
0: yeah, no, I totally feel that it's, it's something that has really kind of dawned on me this year too, I think because, you know, everyone's at home and you're definitely on some sort of a virtual platform. You're on your laptop, you're on your phone. And so if people aren't putting in effort to check in on you this year, I think, especially for me, especially when people are talking so much about mental health and how people are feeling a lot more low this year and it's really hard to find motivation some days, I think it's more important than ever to check in on people. And so I think I've just, as of like recently, I've just been getting a lot more offended when people are trying to kind of nitpick at specific details about my life or trying to ask about certain things that I don't necessarily think are worth sharing with them. And I think I used to be someone that just allowed everyone kind of like whatever access they wanted to my life. And I think this year I've just become a lot more private and I think I've seen so many benefits and just like the whole idea of becoming more of a private person and just kind of keeping things to yourself and not openly sharing it because I think that that's when you allow people to kind of just walk all over you and not really care too much about you. And it always bothers me when people are like you know, asking specific questions and not even taking the chance to ask, How are you? How are you really? How is your day? How is your family?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's smart to be selective about what information you share with who. You know, I feel like there are different friendships in my life, there's different stations for them, you know, and there are some friends that maybe I'm not as close with, or, you know, there's like differences in like location, age, however much we see each other, you know, normally notwithstanding, you know, 2020. Or I don't expect them to text me and say, How are you? you know and like we do talk but you know it's may might not be that sort of a friendship you know and then I have people who I'm closer to that I'm like you didn't text me in like a month like what's going on and so that's something that I've been trying to figure out it's like what friendships are what in my life you know what should I expect from people what should I not you know are we more acquaintance friendships are we friendships on a certain thing but like not really much else you know like do we share one thing and then that's it you know because if that's that I'm not gonna expect this people like, you know, be interested in everything that I do in my life. But yeah, I do feel like, especially in 2020, everyone's on their phones. Everyone's on laptops. Like your phone did not die. You're probably sitting with it plugged into a charger. Like, come on, like the excuses are kind of running thin. And I feel like if someone doesn't check up on you, like, first of all, you should take some space because you'll probably be like mad about it. <laughs> and you don't want to just blast them with like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. But yeah, just like reevaluating, I feel like it is definitely really important to kind of take stock of like, okay, like who cares and who doesn't, or at least who makes the effort to care. So mm-hmm. yeah, like actions definitely speak louder than words of like, I care about you as a friend, but like, do you ever really check up on me? Not really. Um, so
0: yeah, I've really been paying attention to people who, you know, when things go on in your life, who are the people that are reaching out, whether it's like good or bad news, who are the people that are checking in to see are you okay? And I think it just kind of becomes evident who's actually paying attention to, you know, things that are going on with you and wanting to know how how you are versus like just wanting purely access to your life. And I think yes. it's, it's such a weird thing to think about that some people's ultimate motives may just be that they just want to know everything about you and they just want to know what's going on in your life mm-hmm. without having to ask you how you are ask you if you're okay and whatnot and you made a note about how you know it's it's interesting how like you know you may be different in certain relationships and you may just share different hobbies and whatnot but Mm -hmm. you were you made a point about how you know it's it can be scary if you don't know who you are outside of a relationship and I think I really came to that realization really early this year and kind of realized that I was putting so much of myself into certain friend groups and you know friendships that I was kind of losing myself and I didn't Really know who I truly was anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like growing up, especially in like you know adolescence and preteen, you're trying to figure out who you are, what you like, what you don't like. There were points where I was like, wow, I've seen like this with this person and that with that person. I don't feel like I'm being fake. I'm just trying to figure myself out within these relationships. But now that I've grown up, whatever, I kind of know more who I am. And like, sure, maybe with this person, I'll be making more jokes and I'll be a funnier version of myself. And it's not that I'm trying to, but it's just like our humor meshes and we're you know more sarcastic with each other whereas with this person we relate to on like music and I'll be talking more about music with that person you know and you have different things you do relate on but you know in whatever you know friendship I'm in I'm always gonna like cupcakes I'm not gonna say I don't like cupcakes to try and fit in with Mm -hmm. you know a non-cupcake crowd you know that's a stupid example but I do like cupcakes and I'm not going to just say that I don't to fit in with someone so you know there are just different personality things that are the same with each and every person but you know people do bring out different sides of you you know I, I know some people who I do laugh with and you know I'm more sarcastic with because our humor is just something that clicks and whereas other people I'm kind of like Meh, they don't really get my humor but like I can talk about this with them all day and that's fine
0: Hope you're enjoying the episode. I just wanted to hop in really quick to share about my fundraising efforts for Boston Children's Hospital. In October this year, I'll be running in the London Marathon and I will be running for Boston Children's Hospital. I will leave a link in the show notes where you can directly donate to the fundraiser, but alternatively, you can go to www.resiliencyandrunning.com and check out the merchandise that I've created. All proceeds go straight to Boston Children's Hospital and I actually created merchandise specifically. Specifically for this episode so stickers and mugs with some artwork on them that I did around this topic so make sure to go and check it out and now back to the episode yeah yeah and that piece about just how people can bring out different parts of you or different sides of you I think I've just also realized that you know friendships that are bringing out the not so great sides of you and you know habits and things that aren't so great for you personally or like your health or your well being I just find that like that friendship may not be something that is really worth continuing to put effort into unless you can kind of sit down and have a conversation about you know why are we still partaking in this or why are you still you know like just kind of being able to voice and say, you know, I feel like this friendship brings out this side of me and I don't really like this side of me or my family doesn't like this side of me. Yeah. Just being able to try and again, like put yourself first and say, you know, I really want to focus on myself and I really need to have these boundaries set so that I can still know who I am and not really lose myself in some of these friendships and relationships. And, and yeah, I think sometimes you can have different sorts of boundaries you were saying, just in terms of like, you know, people that you just know for a month versus people that you know, for a year. And mm-hmm. even then, sometimes, you know, people may change over the course of a year and you may have to change the boundaries and you may have to, you know, maybe sometimes people grow up and become better or they come. Kept... It's just like, I feel like it's an ongoing thing that both parties have to be okay to communicate with and feel like they're wanting to put effort into continuing to strengthen the relationship and make
1: it stronger. Yeah. And like going back to feeling a certain way, you know, around people, even if it's not, you know, a friendship or a relationship, or whatever, like if it's just a group that you're with or whatever I've noticed that there are some friends that I have who dress really well who are really fashionable whatever and so when I'm hanging out with them I'm like I want to like have a great outfit not because I feel pressured to but because I'm like you've got great style and I want you to you know if you want to compliment my outfit I'd be like oh like you've got great style and like that's a compliment for other groups I would feel pressured to dress cute and whatever because I didn't want them to look at me like oh you're not cute you know it's more to avoid like criticism than to like just have fun and you know recognize that this person likes fashion and want to look cute in front of them, whatever. And so it's like, that's an example of like a healthy versus an unhealthy action. You know, it's the same thing. You want to look good in front of a certain group, but it's for the wrong reasons, you know? So I feel like that's something that you could start to notice. And I have this weird thing where I get feelings about different groups and it hasn't been 100% correct, but I will get a weird feeling or something. And the moment I'll like move on from that group, something like explicitly like negative will happen. And I'm like, good thing I wasn't around. Like, that's cool. That's happened a few times. And so I feel like trusting your gut is something that is super, super important in those situations because there have been several times where I'm like, I don't know why I feel this way, but I just do. And I'm not like a spiteful, ugly person, but I just have a bad feeling about this and I'm just going to leave. And so I feel like trusting your gut and that's a boundary in itself, you know, of mm-hmm. trusting yourself. Don't delude yourself into thinking, oh, I don't know what's best for me because like nine out of 10, you probably will know what's best for you. So just trust yourself, especially if you taken time to hone that and to figure out how you feel about things. I, I think A lot of people discount themselves and to be like oh the other person knows best it's like you know you you know they don't know you as well as you do
0: yeah I've definitely had like kind of opposite situations where like in one friend group instance I feel totally myself with them and I feel totally comfortable and you feel like you can wear whatever you want say whatever you want and really truly be yourself and not feel like you have to hide anything but then I've also had the opposite where it feels like I need to be a different person or I need to fit into a specific mold of some sort and I need to change my appearance I need to change how I dress I need to change you know certain things and I would let people in that friend group make decisions for me and it wasn't ever really it just feels like you kind of lose your voice and I think a really good way of putting it too is like even though you're in this friend group it almost feels like you're still you still feel like you're an outsider even though maybe you've been spending a lot of time with them you know you're trying so hard and you're trying to you know change yourself in different ways and that's just I think a complete red flag that people shouldn't have to do that in friendships and true friendships wouldn't you know put you in these negative situations and wouldn't cause you to feel these certain types of
1: ways yeah it's definitely like an ongoing interview process which is like the worst i hate interviewing it's scary but it is and you feel like you're constantly proving yourself you know I've been in situations where I knew that you know certain skills that I had were you know like work stuff or good for the situation but like I feel like in other areas I was constantly having to prove myself or the conversation would drift towards something that I was like not really into but I had to just kind of like nod and smile instead of like changing subjects because then they just look at you and then continue talking and so it's just kind of like that's like honestly being friendless is way better than that because i've done both and so just being alone with yourself but with the version of yourself that you like and that's authentic is way better than being surrounded by all these people that you're constantly having to like prove yourself to and you know prove that you're worth it you're cool you're whatever and it's just it's so tiring like it's just it's not fun and that can be on you know any any sort of spectrum it could be you know girly girls or you know any kind of crowd you know it doesn't just have to be like the mean girl type person it can i don't know it's just people who don't accept you as you are, like maybe you should find another group.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes it's just you do need to come to the reality, and sometimes you do need to just remove yourself, like you were saying. And sometimes being friendless is okay, and not necessarily like cutting everyone off and you know, isolating yourself. But I think even just like this year, I think not having as much access to people and people not having as much access to me, I feel like I almost got to kind of relearn who I am and kind of relearn you know, better habits. Or Just picking up things that I used to like that I learned to not like because someone told me not to. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, sometimes these people, they don't come off in like a negative way that's trying to bully you or tell you to, you know, change your ways, but they kind of will almost like coax you into it and they'll kind of just put it in a really, they'll like sugarcoat it and they'll make it seem like, you know, if you do this, then you're going to be so cool and it's going to be so great. And so I think, yeah, just at the end of the day, it's just really important to put yourself first and focus on you and. I know this last bit that you had kind of written about was kind of just about social media. And I think more than ever, like social media is like what everyone is looking at this year. Yeah. And it can, like you said, just really blur the lines of, you know, just whether or not what you can see on people's social media and you can see if they're online, you can see how accessible they are. I've had to go into my personal Instagram and I cut there's a way that you can turn off the little green bubble that shows if you're online or not. Because yeah. sometimes I've just like, I'm like, i it's not that I don't want to reply to you. It's just that I just need some time or I'll, I'll get back to you in an hour, but I don't want to tell you or I don't
1: want to feel like I have to reply. Yeah. yeah, like I might just be checking something, but I'm not really down for a conversation. It's like the little green bubble should not bully you into like replying to someone immediately. You know, I just think that, you know, as great as social media can be, I feel like sometimes we just enhance the negative aspects of it, if that makes sense. And yeah, going into your settings and, you know, being able to be a little more private is sometimes better it depends on you know why you're on social media but especially for your personal stuff it's a lot easier just for people to not know when you're on and when you're you know posting and like I know I've posted like Instagram stories and then people will reply and I'll be like I'm not I just came on posted it left I'm not really you know gonna talk to people right now I'll get back to you later and then people are just kind of you know they get a little bit offended that I don't you know respond right away and I'm just kind of like I don't have to not sound like a jerk but I really don't have to so but yeah I do I do feel like social media has made people especially this year has made them you know you know people are on social media and so you expect them to check it and you're just kind of like you know it just it's allowed for a little less privacy and a little more blurred boundary lines um, which you know those can be corrected but it is really it's once it starts it's a little bit hard to backtrack.
0: Yeah I think like after this year I've just learned how much I don't like I like social media and I appreciate it and like you and I were talking about um, Instagram and their new policies and everything and our personal feelings about that. But I think I've just realized more than ever how much I miss like in-person face-to-face conversations. I just like, I mean, even virtually just doesn't do it for me. It's just so (laughs) to be with people and be with someone and be able to have just really intimate and deep conversations. But I just, yeah, I'm feeling like sometimes social media is just really easy to be able to portray that you are, you know, you're, you're, you're living a good life and you're having a good day. And it's really easy to, you know, be able to like share about what you're doing or if, you know, really positive things happen to you and there's just the whole aspect about how you know people can portray really positive things when actually they're having a really bad day or they're having a really they're really struggling and so I think there's just so much that you just don't see on social media Mm -hmm. just make their own assumptions as they want which they just really shouldn't they should just check on you
1: yeah yeah like I feel like social media can be really fickle at times you're just kind of like I love doing the podcast social media and it's great and I found some great people through it including you but I just feel like sometimes just the whole like likes, followers, insights, it it can get exhausting. And I don't know. I just am kind of like, I don't know. I just feel like, especially this year, it's been kind of the thing that people have relied on. And I'm not sure that that's a totally positive thing. It's great and great glad we have these capabilities of like FaceTime and you know I don't know if there's like some there are probably some other features that make it a little more close to in person but it's just there's no substitute for actually being in person and for actually you know having a relationship and people say oh I follow someone on social media so I know them or I have a relationship with them or I've dm'd them I've talked with them and you know it's kind of hard to just bite the bullet and you know examine those relationships through social media and be like do I really have a relationship with these people or am I just fooling myself like Mm -hmm. And it's okay. You know, you don't have to have a relationship with every person that you follow or that follows you or whatever. But I feel like sometimes just even being intentional about your your words, like on Facebook, they're called friends. Like how many people on your Facebook friends are you actually friends with, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like we can super easily trick ourselves into thinking that we know a person when we really don't. And that's just kind of, it's sad because I think people truly believe, oh, I do know them and you don't. And so I feel like just getting back to really intentional, you know, getting someone's phone number and saying, what's your snap? You know, so many guys are like, what's your snap? And I'm like, first of all, I'll have Snapchat, but second of all, like put in some effort, you know, you're not going to learn about, you're going to learn a lot about my cats, but you're not going to learn about me and Snapchat, but you know, just being a little more intentional and being more personal. So yeah, that's my thoughts.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely agree. And I think just so much of our conversation has just been about just this, you know, overarching theme of just, it's, you know, it's not that hard to Checking on people. It's not that hard to ask how their day is. And I think, you know, just going back to boundaries and just how important boundaries are, I think until people actually learn what they are, I think people that get offended by them don't actually know the true meaning of boundaries. And so yeah. I think it's just something that you can't control at the end of the day. And I think what I've really learned is that it's just more important to put yourself first because you, you know, you wake up with yourself, you go to bed with yourself, like you are your most important person in your life. I've just been trying to really see what, how I feel in certain friendships and relationships and just how they make me feel at the end of the day and whether or not it's something that I need to continually put effort into. Like there are friendships that I absolutely cherish and enjoy and we check in on each other like multiple times a week and that's what I need. That's, those are the kind of people that I really value in my life and those are the people that actually care about you, not the ones that go months without talking to you. And then as soon as it's convenient for them, they'll, you know, check in and, you know, they won't even ask like, how are you? It's like, Let's ask a specific thing about your life or something that you saw online.
1: Yeah. They're just like, What's up? And you're like, Nothing you need to know about. You know, I'm still alive. That's great. You know, I've definitely had that happen. And it's just kind of like, Really? You know, I I don't want to be rude. I like that people at least put a little bit of effort in to check on me at some point in their lives. But at the same time, it's kind of like, It's not really the nicest thing. It's like, if you cared or whatever, you would have done this earlier or you would have asked, You know, Hey, I know we haven't talked in forever. what have you been up to for the last few months? Like a little more than what's up or, you know, I, I I've had one guy who just continually just texts, Hey, and I'm like, <laughs> no, you know, that that's not, that's not anything, you know? But yeah, I, I think that people need to start examining, you know, what friendships matter and honestly there's some friendships that I've had that we used to be closer and now we've kind of taken a step back we're a little more casual friends and that works out fine for us you know I don't think that everyone that you are friends with needs to be the deepest relationship you'll ever have in your life you know I'm okay with casual friends but on the understanding that yeah we are casual friends we're not like besties and we're not trying to make it look like something it's not you know
0: exactly exactly and I think just like a quote that I had shared in the previous podcast episode that I did around just toxic friendships and boundaries boundaries just around you know a part of loving someone well is loving them through things they're still working on but it doesn't mean they need to have the same level of access to you if their behavior repeatedly hurts you boundaries allow you to love others from afar so just like you were saying I have similar friendships too where it's just like at the end of the day it just made more sense for us to become more casual friends and we talked through that we you know talked face to face about that and like to this day like I'm so glad that I still have him in my life but I'm just really glad that we were able to maturely have that conversation so I think it's just a matter of you know people are going to take it one way or the other and so I think just doing what's best for you is just really what matters in the end but yeah I just I really enjoyed our conversations today and I really enjoyed having oh. you on the podcast but I just wanted to give you a chance now to kind of plug your podcast and how people can get in touch with you and just yeah I know that you were mentioning the other day about you know just creating more sites where you are accessible and your podcast is accessible so that's really exciting so mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and share
1: yeah all right thanks um uh, um, and I really enjoyed being on too. But Say Me is pretty much available on any listening platform. But some place that you'll be able to find all of those listening platforms really easily is my website. It is pod bleh, let me try and get this right. Podpage.com/saylamie. So you'll be able to find all the links. I don't know, there are a lot of links, but they're all on my website. You can also subscribe on the website to get updates about new episodes and whatever. I'm hoping to maybe someday soon do an email list, but that's still in the works. But yeah, podpage.com slash is where you'll find all of my links.
0: All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope you enjoyed it. Again, you will be able to find all of Amelia's links in the show notes, as well as my links for our Facebook page, as well as my website that I launched recently. And remember that I am doing the fundraiser for Boston Children's Hospital. All proceeds go towards my fundraising efforts for the London Marathon, so please do check that out and make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating. It is very much appreciated but I do hope to see you the next episode. Bye.